Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Thursday, April 21st, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, put on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Countries often commemorate national events on their postage stamps, and Ukrainians can't seem to get enough of a new one featuring a Ukrainian soldier giving the finger to a Russian battleship. It's a reference to an event early in Russia's invasion, and Ukrainians waited hours in line to buy them. The max allowed was six per person, and one million of the limited edition stamps sold out quickly. Putin is ordering his troops not to storm the last holdout of Ukrainian resistance in Mariupol. Hundreds of Ukrainian fighters and possibly civilians have taken refuge in a four-square-mile steelmaking complex, which Russia has been shelling. Now Putin says instead of a final bloody assault on the complex, his troops will blockade it so that, quote, not even a fly could escape. The fight over wearing masks on planes isn't over yet. The CDC wants the Biden administration to step in after a Florida judge struck down its mask mandate for public transportation. So the Justice Department will appeal the ruling. The CDC says the mask mandate is a lawful order and, quote, remains necessary for public health. The UN just gave 95-year-old Sir David Attenborough the most badass title I've ever heard of champion of the earth give me a break that is so damn cool attenborough received the award for his commitment to telling stories about the natural world and climate change he's been making nature documentaries since the 1950s We're doing something new with this show, and we'd love your feedback to help us grow and sound better. Is there any news topic you'd like to hear more of? Do you have any suggestions for short or longer segments? Email us at therefreshatinsider.com. And coming up, we talked to a teacher who quit her job during the pandemic and doubled her pay with a job in tech. Plus, we play two headlines and a lie. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. It's official. If you live in New Jersey and you're over the age of 21, you can now go to a dispensary and buy up to one ounce of recreational marijuana. The first sale started at 6 a.m. today, with some residents reportedly in line since like 4 a.m. Kudos to New Jersey, by the way, for trolling the state's potheads by launching legal sales one day after 420. Apple's retail employees, having witnessed movements at Amazon and Starbucks, are beginning to get union fever. Workers at an Apple store in Atlanta have already filed for a union election. It could make the Cumberland Mall location the first unionized Apple retail store. Vice says there are similar drives at at least six other stores. In Michigan, state officials want the Department of Justice to look into the Grand Rapids Police Department's killing of Patrick Leoya. Leoya, a 26-year-old black man, was shot in the head by a white officer following a traffic stop earlier this month. The investigation would look at whether the killing fits into a larger pattern of racist or discriminatory behavior by Grand Rapids police. 
Omarosa Manigault Newman has been awarded $1.3 million in legal fees after Donald Trump's campaign unsuccessfully tried to sue her. It all goes back to 2018 when Omarosa published a tell-all book about her time working in Trump's chaotic White House. His campaign then sued her for violating an NDA, but it backfired, the Trump campaign's claims were rejected, and now it's time for them to pay up. It's time for our weekly game, Two Headlines and a Lie. Our friends over at Morning Brew, the daily newsletter, played this game every Thursday. And Maddie Merritt from Morning Brew is here to trick us this week. Maddie, please remind our listeners how the game works. I'm going to read you three news headlines. All of them are going to seem like they're real, but one is faker than the structural integrity of a Sheehan corset. (laughs) Sorry, what is that? (laughs) Like a Sheehan, you know, the like fast fashion brand. Are we seriously doing that highbrow of a joke, Maddie? Oh, my God. It's not highbrow. It's affordable. If you take it away, you're sexist. So it's a girl joke. It's for the girlies. If you know, you know. I don't. (laughs) So Dave and Rebecca, you both have to guess which one is the odd one out. Let's do it. All right. Headline A. The IRS says it will introduce a virtual chatbot, a toucan named Taxi in 2023 to help tax filers. <laughs> and headline B, an Illinois man inhales drill bit during dental visit. And headline C, a link to a foot fetish film was accidentally tweeted by the Canadian Health Ministry. Maybe it's just, you know, kind of a, a buildup from playing so many of these, but I am terrified to guess now. I th- the first one, the the tax toucan, I just love that. I love it too. I hope that's real because mm-hmm. that's that's great. So B is someone inhales a drill bit. That sounds terrifying enough to be real to me. Mm-hmm. And then C is... A link to a foot fetish film was accidentally tweeted by the Canadian Health Ministry. People copying and pasting the wrong link on Twitter is just like a tale as old as time. Like, I believe that. And the toucan sounds real to me. So I'm going to say that the fake headline is B, the man inhaling a drill bit. And I'm going to say the fake headline is A, toucan taxi, because we just don't get nice things like that in the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are your final answers locked in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no turning back now because the lie is... Headline A, the IRS will not introduce a virtual chat, bud. (laughs) God. I'm so happy I'm speechless. So tell us more about the real headlines then. Unfortunately, the Illinois man inhaling a drill bit during a dental visit is completely true uh, and not something out of my specific nightmares. So when he went to the doctors for a CT scan, they told him you didn't just swallow it, you inhaled it. Is he okay? He's fine. He told WISN that he didn't even notice it go down. It just felt like a cough, which is also (laughs) everything about this story just gets scarier and scarier. Like it could happen and you won't know. (laughs) Now tell us about foot fetish. So the Canadian Health Agency did get a little frisky when sending out the latest COVID data. Uh, The agency accidentally tweeted a Pornhub link to a foot fetish video. It took them about 30 minutes to realize their mistake. And then they took it down and replaced it with something much harder. No, I'm totally kidding with the actual data. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Canada. Am I right? Maddie, thank you so much for joining us as always. And be sure to subscribe to Morning Brew at morningbrewdaily.com slash the refresh. And tune in next Thursday for another two headlines and a lie. 
A few years ago, Gianni Latange was a third grade public school teacher, but like so many of us, they were feeling underappreciated and fed up. So when they pivoted and landed a job in tech, they were surprised to learn their skills as a teacher made them a desirable hire, and now they're making more than double their salary as a teacher. Latange says it all started when things went south at the school she taught at. So it was extremely challenging, um, definitely a labor of love at first, but one that was unappreciated. Mm. I had to wake up to be at school for 6.30 in the morning for our kids arriving at 7 a.m. So I was a solo teacher of over 90 kids a day. It was a, a job that became too challenging for, for me to sustain for myself, my mental health, my physical health. It was time to go. Leaving behind a career that you had built kind of your identity around for many years, what was that like? It was terrifying, to be honest. And I think because teachers are so underappreciated in our Mm -hmm. country, I honestly felt pretty insecure that I wouldn't really be considered for anything else. And I felt really stuck in teacher mode. And you decided to head into tech. Why? I'd actually been interested in tech from 2018, but I didn't pivot until the pandemic. That's Mm. when I started learning how to code. And I was really influenced by just the obsession with social networks and seeing seeing the power that they had over our lives. I was very curious about that level of technical power. And that ultimately led me to software engineering. So Mm. when the pandemic started, There were a bunch of coding boot camps that were offering free coding courses and things of that nature. So I did Mm -hmm. a boot camp prep course and decided, you know, this is incredibly hard, but I'm going to go for it. How much money were you making before versus now? So by my fourth year of teaching, I had been earning $77,000 annually, I want to say. And then I am a developer advocate. Essentially, a developer advocate is a software engineer that helps other developers use our company's technology. So uh, with base and equity and bonus, uh, came out to about 175. I'm coming up on a year and I just found out that I'm getting a raise. So I'm excited about that. So uh, definitely worth it. (laughs) You wrote about skills that you learned as a teacher that you were surprised actually made you more attractive uh, in terms of uh, a higher in tech. So what kind of skills carried you forward? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say um, multi-stakeholder negotiation and collaboration, uh, project management. Additionally, I was a special education teacher my entire time of teaching. So Mm. I'm very good at translating complex topics into bite-sized, digestible information. I'm sure having the patience of a saint must help. Uh, I mean, if you're teaching children, is that really any different from teaching men in tech? Kind of one of the one of the same, yeah, aren't they? Honestly, yeah, I would say working with children has thickened my skin so much. So now, when I experience an adult that might be frustrated, I'm very unfazed and I'm unbothered because I'm, you know, I've been there, done that. I've, I've dealt with f- four and five year old tantrums um, <laughs> over absolutely nothing. So. I can deal with yours. You obviously seem like you're in a better place now, but for someone who's interested in making a big career change like you did, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say one of the most important things is talking about your journey and finding community. Some of my top resources, I would say, is Tech Twitter, Reddit, and LinkedIn. I think those tools, those those spaces are absolutely invaluable 
it's nice to know that there are regular humans on the other side of these roles, which is great because tech can seem so elusive and uh, difficult and people think automatically like, oh, tech, I need to learn how to code. But there's there's so many different things that you can do in tech. Mm -hmm. So I think that some of those spaces allows people to get exposure to all of the different options. Mm. I love that idea of finding your community. I'm sure a lot of people will, or hopefully a lot of people look at your advice and look and see what you've done and try to emulate that in some way, especially if they're unhappy where they currently are. So thank you so much, Gianni. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Gianni Latange is a developer advocate at Zoom. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Bye.